Hey guys, my name is Amira. This is the, what, fourth conversation we're having? Uh, and today it's about drugs. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Yay, <laughs> drugs. And we're welcoming Amira to our conversation today. So I think we're starting off with how drugs, our personal experience with drugs. Anxiety. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's cool. I guess I'll go. So I started off, you know, I think I talked about before being born in like a drug affiliated or gang affiliated family. And that comes with drugs, I guess. So a lot of people in my community use drugs and sold drugs. That's just commonplace. Um, but yeah, uh, people in my family, like people I live with were on drugs. And it does affect you because it kind of reverberates that failure mentality. You don't think you can do better than that. And so I, I definitely think that was something I had to fight, something that my grandmother definitely helped me fight by just getting me into programs. And that was really hard because you had to go through all these loops of programs, closing and things like that. So it really, for me, showed me being in a gang isn't something you choose to do. It's really because you have any other option. So if she didn't do all these you know, jumps and things to get me in these programs, I would have just been on the street hanging with my cousins because they were regular people to me, but they just happened to be in the gang because there wasn't shit else to do. So, so yeah, but the drugs for me, definitely, I guess he started off definitely just in my community. I think I tried drugs later in life. I think I tried to smoke weed the first time at 12. Didn't like it just because I had other things to do. And personally, I started smoking weed chronically. No, not the best word to use, but I definitely <laughs> had like a dependence to use it more. Yeah, regularly when I started working and was selling yeah. my time doing something I didn't want to do. So like most of the day I was unhappy. So I would just go home and like get away from the world by just smoking weed and just being goofy with people I was cool with. It was just a common thing we did. It wasn't the overall thing, but it was just something we had in common to do that removed us from our day to day struggle basically. Um, pretty much how I got like my whole like thing with drugs I never really tried things harder like I don't think it's a gateway thing for me I never had the desire to be like oh I just I'm not high enough off this weed <laughs> I'm gonna do some meth today like that's not a thing yeah it just doesn't right. right. you don't need I don't feel like I need anything else I'm satisfied with weed no gateway effect for you <laughs> I don't know sometimes I think there is for me <laughs> um <laughs> Just, but, like, I don't know, I think it is all based on, like, genetics and what you can get addicted to and, like, also, like, how, like, what you're surrounded by, yeah. basically. And, like, I think everyone is trying to escape, whether we use, it, like, drugs or, like, whatever. And I think, um, like, just with how depressed people are and, like, how difficult the struggle is I think a lot of people feel like they have no other option like that you can't be happy yeah like without it yeah yeah definitely a connection it's just like a social thing yeah I really feel like most people do drugs and like as a social it's like yeah. alcohol yeah, yeah. It's like it's no different like you shouldn't be yeah. treated any different yeah no right. to like, you do it socially to yeah. get away from stuff yeah no for sure I actually didn't get drunk until I was how old was I I was, I think I was like 15 the first time I got drunk, mm -hmm. but I didn't like it, so I didn't get drunk again until like the first time I was like 22, 
I started drinking, um, but I was so scared because my mom's an alcoholic. Right. And my stepdad was, like, a pretty heavy drug addict. So I was so scared that, like, that would lead to some really bad things for me. So I just didn't, like, and I still don't really, like, I don't smoke weed. I don't really drink now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not great for me. For me, I feel like it's it's always been in my family, like, drinking, smoking. Um, but personally, like, I always shied away from it because of that, I think, and because I didn't know what it was going to do to me. But I think at a certain point, I became so curious. Like, it became a point for me to find out, like, what it felt like. And I did it, and it didn't feel bad. Like, it yeah. felt good. So, right. yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, right. At yeah. that point. Right. It's like, yeah. it's not making me feel bad. Yeah. It's keeping me away from things that feel bad. Yeah. At a certain point, it becomes that. But. That's good then. Right, I definitely feel like it's just a vice that you would fill your other time, the time with other vices. So yeah. You're going to have a vice. Yeah. So for me, I definitely choose weed <laughs> of all the other vices. I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't really drink yeah, too no. much. So. I feel like most donors don't drink though. It's like Because no. yeah. it's just better, it's more relaxing to smoke weed. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't taste nasty. Yeah. You know, you got to remember that. You know, you got to remember that. You got to remember I don't feel like I need anything else, you know? So I think that's how I justify it. And I say, like, you know what? I don't even need to go and try anything else because, like, what could that turn into? That could change my entire life. Yeah. And it's just so easy because genetics. Mm. Yeah. It's just as simple as that, you know? Right. And me and Lauren talk about it all the time. Our uncles, one uncle is an alcoholic. In and out of rehab. Yeah. Like, the other one was like, one. what was... I don't know. Yeah, they were all pretty much on drugs. Oh. Right. 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 I feel like yeah, every family has One uncle was on yeah. crack, you know. My mom does her dibbling and dabbling. Like, no one's innocent here. Yeah. And it's all in our blood, you know. Right. Like you and said. it's like, you gotta just be smart about shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, that moderation. Everything is moderation. Exactly. Yeah. That's funny you say that yeah. because we, yeah. I think um like also too, I don't know what my parents' views are about it. I mean, I don't think that they prefer I do it. They know that I do though. And my dad had said something like as long as it's in moderation. So I mean yeah. I think that's the big thing because the problems start coming when it's done outside of that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, every time I try a new drug, I try a small amount first. Because <laughs> I'm just, like, scared, I guess, um, of what it'll do. But I feel like it is kind of a, like, risk. Like, whatever you try, you could become addicted to. Right. I mean, like, at this point, I feel like I've been addicted to smoking weed, cigarettes, and drinking coffee. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not, like, as deep as, like, some other addictions go, but yeah. um, I feel like I can understand how it would get to the next level, like, if 
too, like, not even, I mean, I think genetics is definitely one thing, but also, like, how desperate you feel, I think, to be happy is, like, another thing, too, that I've seen a lot. And I was just watching the Netflix documentary, Dope. Remember we were watching that and they were saying like heroin, how heroin is really on the rise, specifically in the Port Richmond area. And I've been seeing it because one of my work locations is up there. So I'm like driving around that neighborhood. It's like zombie. It's awful. Yeah. And it's heroin. And they're building condos out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're still building condos on it. When they were interviewing the girls on there that were drug addicts, they were saying like how much of like heroin is like the best thing they've ever tried like i guess like the best high it's just so addicting yeah. addictive well now a lot of it is even like fentanyl yeah it's not even just heroin yeah which is yep. even worse it's just wild yeah mm-hmm. and it just goes back to like what you said too hannah like just not having a conversation about it like yeah. this is something like you said we all do like we all have yeah. these different vices but we just refuse to have that conversation so like people mm-hmm. fall through those cracks because we're not having a conversation to say like like you said this is the same thing as gambling the same thing as drinking alcohol or you know you you choose to do a drug or you choose to have an addiction but there's no cure for it you just like you're banished you know (laughs) I don't even think that like you can't choose it at some point like yeah like all of us in this room like we could choose to smoke weed or not like we we don't feel I mean I know Isaac like feels like like he has to sometimes <laughs> I do I mean. but like I feel like at this point it's like still a choice for you it's not like no emotion, you know I, I mean? mean I do like take breaks like yeah smoking but still I feel like maybe it's more of a dependency than like yeah an addiction where it's something that I can't live without cause like yeah. I know right like when you withdraw from some things it's yeah. like it's a lot more difficult. Like, yeah. there's actual, like, symptoms. Yeah, like, physical shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a mental dependence. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one exactly. of my friends, one of my coworkers um, at this job, like, he was a really big alcoholic for years, and he stopped drinking last year, and he said that he had withdrawal symptoms from stopping alcohol. Like, that's how much he was drinking. Yeah. It was crazy. He's like, yeah, no one talks about that. No one talks about how hard that is. I was like, yeah. Mm. Crazy, like he was sweating, he was like nauseous, he like couldn't function. It's horrible. Yeah, it shuts you down. Like your body yeah. really becomes dependent yeah. on it. Like yeah, it does. It's a need. It's crazy and, to me. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing with alcohol. Really, I mean, I kind of like I saw it a little bit with my mom, but I think she like hit it pretty well, to be honest. Right. So she was like functioning. Ah, no, she was absolutely not <laughs> she was she was putting um tequila in um like what's it called what's that Flint. orange juice thing that you get Tang. She was like putting it in like Gatorade or something in the car with her while she was driving. Like, dude, like, wow. like, no, like she's like, I just have to make a cocktail before going to the grocery store. Okay. Wow. Okay. But think about people that smoke where they be like. I just yeah. have to smoke before I eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. 
I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> but that's facts. Not yeah. for too that's long, facts. thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> and this one is, and that one is illegal. So like the photos. Yeah. 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 That's a whole other. <laughs> it is another discussion. <laughs> right. It's a whole another yeah discussion yeah. of the legal system on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. No, I'm so <laughs> impressed with Portugal. I think right. Everything is decriminalized. Yeah. And it goes down because it removes that allure. Like, it removes the, yeah. uh, yeah. oh, you got to go through yeah. behind back channels to get this, <laughs> yeah, right, this dope right. drug. Yeah. 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 Like, Everyone I know sells weed. Right. <laughs> I know, like, four people. <laughs> yeah. Well, the government only doesn't like it because they can't tax you on it because you're well, yeah. paying the money. On and they can people. lock people up for it. Yeah. So it's it was, like, but they wish they could make that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's, it's all like based on money. They wish they could tax that money. They do. Mm-hmm. Since fucking... it's not legal, they can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I feel like we made good money off of just it not being legal, though. Just off of the yeah, stuff yeah. of Best. all the Border Patrol, all these things that we they, they make us pay taxes for. Yeah. Because, like you said, if you legalize That's these true. drugs, then there's no black market. There's no cartel. There's no mm-hmm. gang drug war. war. Because it's legal, you can go to yeah. you can go to Ron at the store. Yeah, you know, get yeah. a nickel bag of safe heroin that's not laced with fentanyl. Yeah, and then you go about your day, go to go to your job. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and you know, like we can have these people in our yeah. society. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to kick people out of society because they decide to do heroin or coke yeah. or you know, because there's a lot of lawyers that's doing coke right now. Yeah, yeah. busting oh, in on yeah. your case. Right. Oh, my fault. They are. <laughs> <laughs> like so, yeah, it's just that stigma of like there poor is. people doing drugs. I think. Yeah. But think about the crack epidemic and like how they poured all of that into the community mm-hmm. and watched us tear each other apart. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. facts. And it's just the everything from it is still happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's, All the fallout. It's like mental. Yeah. Like the fallout on those communities that yeah, had it. Yeah. But then you look at the evolution of opioids. Like you said, yeah. they just flooded yeah. our community, the black community, with crack, really. But they just flooded these middle class homes with opioids now. Yeah. And now it's coming to light. And that's just the same thing. That's true. It's the same exact thing. It doesn't discriminate. Like, it'll hit anyone. Right. You can go to your doctor and get, like, opioids. Right. And they'll give you to you. Exactly. Yeah. I was on Adderall from, like, the time. I was really young when I started Adderall. I was, like, seven because I had, like, symptoms of ADD. But it was actually, like, PTSD coming out. Right. Like, I was zoning out and everything, and, like, everyone thought I had ADD. It wasn't. So I was on Adderall from, like, super young. And then I was depressed when I was a teenager, so they gave me Prozac. And then... Yeah, like, they just, like, kept... They kept trying, like, different medications on me. They gave me Lexapro. They gave me this. They gave me that. My mom gave me Benadryl to go to sleep at night. Like, dude, like, it was a whole thing. It's, like, fucked. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that that's accepted is really crazy. Like, who's right. gonna like? Why would you give like thirteen year old Prozac? Yeah. Like, they that you would thinking? be in the market for something else. Like, yeah, they convince you the first time, so I think that yeah. they realize like you could be a customer for all of their drugs. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. And that's that's once legal. you're in, like, it's just, yeah, yeah. Like, and they just toy around with you. Yeah, and I didn't want it. My family was the one like forcing me to take it. Like, I didn't right. want that shit. 
Lauren, remember back in December when Monte got sick? Mm-hmm. It was because... <clears throat> so my boyfriend went and got his wisdom teeth taken out. And he got a prescription for um, Vicodin. Yeah. Um, Vicodin, like, and some other narcotic and, um, like, a really strong ibuprofen or something. So, like, the pain for him was really bad, but taking the ibuprofen was enough. And then, like, one day he ended up taking the Vicodin and, like, his heart started racing. Like, he was in the hospital. Uh Like, it was very scary. But we also, like, he tried to smoke too so like that mixed with it it fucked them all up right and it was like we were really scared so anyways he was in the hospital for so long for just like just getting your wisdom teeth taken out you know like that's how it but then they prescribed him the the medication and it's like no fuck that we ended up he ended up not taking it anymore yeah but it was I went to pick up his prescription and I didn't wow. have to show ID. Really? I didn't what? have to. <laughs> no. You're kidding. I cannot make this up. Wow. Yeah, I literally went to CVS and said it's for him. I said his birthday. They didn't ask me for anything. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. I was thinking like, wow, this is so easy to get. Like now I fucking see why yeah. people are selling it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it possible. Like this, that yeah. system makes it possible because they just, like you said, they just chalk you pills. Yeah. They yeah, don't really like here. spend time yeah. with you to try to figure out like the root of your issue. Oh, they yeah. don't care about your issues. No. They don't give a shit yeah. about that. It's like, oh, you have good insurance. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Let's like, sedate you. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's keep you further sedated yeah. the entire yeah. system yeah. itself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All, these, all these drugs. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. And I noticed too as I started getting older, I was like, oh, this is kind of fucked. I realized that they were starting me on like, instead of starting me at like 10 milligrams, they were starting me on 20. Wow. Mm. Yeah, like for everything. Like, wow. like that's the entry level. They don't start you on like five, they don't start you on like 10. If they only do start you on the low doses if you tell them that you're sensitive. It, they're, you're like, hey, this is sensitive. Like, they started me on Adderall and like when I started college, and that's when I realized I didn't need it, and it was, like, making me a little speedy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, <it was> like, <laughs> I don't need <laughs> green light, green light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, I went, dude, like, for real, like, one day, like, I, I was like, I went, like, I think the whole day without eating. And I was like, oh I did homework! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, honestly. That's how it was for me. I was wow. like, I'll cope the fuck out. And I was like, I was like Dad, I don't think I need this. I was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, isn't Adderall basically the same thing as meth? Like, yeah. basically, yeah. Really? it's yeah. like legal I never meth. Really yeah. I do that's like that, cool. though. Like, now I kind and of just <laughs> Some people are criminalized for it, and right. Like, right. other right. people can make as much as they want. Like, who right. knows? Yeah. People have to get a degree to sell it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can right. get a degree, you can do it legally. Yeah, you can be yeah. the greatest, best meth <laughs> dealer in the city. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Line up today. So yeah. <laughs> to get 20 milligrams, all I did was talk to this lady for like 10 minutes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it sounds like, sounds like you use some that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but... <laughs> I didn't say that the other day. <laughs> yeah. 
she was talking about all her like schemes to like get different medications. <laughs> she's, I love like, that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it's so easy like to convince them that I'm crazy. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I hate this. That's what Tina said. Yeah. Yeah. What are these people going to school for? You're going yeah. to school to be able to treat people for something, but this is what you do to them? Yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're basically so. a salesman. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like, I know a few doctors who say they have to spend half the day, like, being a bill collector. Yeah. Wow. Because, like, that's your job. Like, you have to yeah. push pills and collect money. Like, that's yeah. crazy. That's so, yeah. Even for, like, asthma, and, like, I've had a hard time, like, getting affordable inhalers lately because um, I don't have insurance right now. But the, mm-hmm. even for asthma, like they get you really dependent on like the inhalers or mm-hmm. like even like something like Singular, which is like an allergy medicine that like helps your asthma and stuff. Like these pills are expensive without insurance. It's one hundred and fifty dollars for an inhaler. Right. So like wow. stuff like that, yes. stuff like that that you actually like need to like live is expensive as hell and hard to get, but, like, mm-hmm. stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Like, these antidepressants or... And, I mean, I feel like some people really do need antidepressants, mm-hmm. and, like, that's perfectly fine, but there's plenty of us who have been medicated who who can deal with the shit on their own. Yeah, that's you know? not rehabilitation. No, it's not. Yeah. hitting you anywhere. And it's like, trying to get yeah. you addicted to right. more... Exactly. And, like, as you're on it, you have to keep upping the dose because right. your body gets used to it. Like, I don't think that's healthy, and I don't think that's normal. Right. Um, and I know some people who are, like... I know a lot of people who are severely depressed, mental illness runs in my family, but, like, and I, for those people, I truly believe that they need it. But, like, I have family members that put me down because they're like, well, you're so fucked up, but you won't take Lexapro. I'm like, damn right what? I don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, yes, I am fucked up, that's... but, like, I can handle my shit. Right. Yeah. Like, let me be me. Like, that's yeah. not me when I'm on that medicine. Oh, no. man. Like, I'm zoned the fuck out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just goes into, like, the trust of that system, like you were just talking about. Like, yeah. People just trust the system. Yeah. yeah. It's just, a blind trust of the system as you opposed to, like, all. your... Yeah, as opposed to, like, your like, personal... okay, I'm going to take this. You yeah. said it's good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, like, I really struggled with acne, and I went to a dermatologist, and they put me on medicine oh. to fix that. Like, for one, yeah. looking back, like, no one should ever take drugs for something like that, unless you really, really need to but there's other ways and it made me throw up every morning oh, it god. made me sick that's horrible oh my god that's what Lexapro did to me yeah. I was nauseous for two months on Lexapro oh talk about that like talk about birth control oh man yeah. oh dude <laughs> that's a fucked up yeah and they make you obviously if you don't want to have a child you need to do something but like make it work for us yeah stop fucking making us feel like we're crazy yes yeah like we're fucking fat yeah yeah you are literally in the worst pain ever i got an iud yeah in 2017 it was the worst pain Uh, that i've ever felt and then as soon as i left the office i was throwing up oh, and i was in the worst pain ever yeah and, and they wouldn't take it out they would not take it out really oh that's horrible but wow. I, I had to go to the emergency room because i would have cramps that felt so bad wow. and they felt like and stuff in yeah it's thing. just like ridiculous yeah. So I want to get this implant out actually because I, I did like mine. yeah I like them they're actually good 
this is like the only form of birth control that's ever worked for me and I've tried like a million mm-hmm. um but even on this one like I gained a bunch of weight me but I too. think that was yeah but I'm not sure if it was from that because I was on depo previously mm-hmm. and I like lost the depo weight when I started this one really? so I don't know if it was just like stress over the last year or what but this one's worked for me but I took like Ortho tricyclone, low. Which made me do fucking, that. Dude, it made me I, psycho. It made me crazy. It made me my freshman year, yeah. I lost. I would call my mm-hmm. mom crying. I yeah. didn't know why I'm crying. <laughs> I was it's saying like, yes. it's literally, it's literally it drives you crazy. Yes, yes. and you ma- uh-huh. you make it makes you feel like you're fucking. Yes, crazy. it yeah. does. I'm you really start like, questioning yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. Am I sane right now? No, I wasn't. It's probably yeah. intentional. Honestly, I'm so yeah. angry like, it is all the very time. Intentional. Yeah, and like I was, I I think like I was so safe I'm, too from that one. Mm-hmm. And then I went to go visit my uncle, and I was like, I think my birth control made me so sick. Like I have migraines. I'm throwing up. Like I don't know what's going on. And he was like, I don't want to hear about your birth control. Are you serious? Yeah. I was wow. like, well, that's rude because I feel sick right now. Yeah. But that just goes to show you how much they're there to, like, sell the drugs. Yeah, so like, that's, that's all really... they care about is pushing Yeah, yeah. Because it's money. Brand names, yeah. too, because that's more money. Right. Right. The fact that we have brand name drugs. Like, yeah. Why, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. what? Like, why don't need the Gucci of, like, painkillers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. And if that's the case, why can't we brand name weed and well, that's what they're do doing now? Nice that's things. the fucked up part that people are in yep. jail while people are making millions of dollars legally off of weed. Yeah, yeah right. already has their split. Right, like <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, so that yeah, the drug the drug system is yeah, it's only to lock up certain people, right? Yeah. yeah. And hold them and down much more. Damage. And cause more problems for them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like beat on people who are already down. Like people are yeah, on drugs for yeah. a reason. Like you said, like you were going through PTSD. Mm-hmm. That was the root of your issue. Yeah. Like you didn't need a drug and then nope. that put you on a path to drugs. Yeah. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. you know, just stress from work. Like I guess you say too, stress is the reason you smoke. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that issue is never really addressed I guess yeah no it's not cause you don't have to address it when you're smoking <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> you don't it's true it's true yeah you have to do anything when you're smoking you know, <laughs> eat you like stare at the ceiling you <laughs> the fuck the world mood when you're when you're high it's yeah so it is is that a, like I think you asked me that when we were when we were tripping do you, think, oh. do you think that that's a bad thing? I think, I mean, I do feel guilty at times. Oh, yeah. From, like, the procrastination of it. Oh, for sure. But once again, like you said, it is, like, the vice that you choose. Yeah. So you could also choose another vice. Yeah, you could choose a vice, like, television, or even though it's not directly burning into your body, I guess. Burning into <laughs> your mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or money, just in general. Yeah. So I feel that. Hmm. Do you think it? Do you think there's a better way to handle the substance abuse issue, like as a society? Yeah, there needs to be resources there for people when they want to quit, mm-hmm. and just like the more resources you provide for people, the less like they have to turn to drugs. So. Exactly. Right. It's easier to get into it. 
Yeah. It's hard to get out. Provide people real opportunities to be like their best selves. Like, <laughs> like, 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 that's yeah. so crazy about yeah. that though. This society's kind of set us up to where there's so many things around us to be our worst selves. Yeah. More than our best selves. Exactly. And like, I mean, more recently, I'm sure like over the years it's different, but more recently, more people I feel like are more like talking about this stuff more, considering yeah. their mental health, addiction, like real issues like this. But I guess all of us, like, we're supposed to come together and figure out how to overcome it together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, talking about it, though, definitely starts it off. Especially the black community. Mental health is not something that's discussed at all. Like, the cycle needs to be broken and we need to start healing. Yeah. Lauren talks about, like, the healing that we need to do often, like... Yeah, I think the drug... Understanding that we are, like, one issue away from like a substance or from homelessness that could lead us to a substance or a struggle is like a conversation we should have. That's that fairy tale idea of like you live in America though. That doesn't that won't happen to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. That's funny. Everyone like tells themselves like Oh yeah, no, these shootings won't happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> Next yeah. Thing you know. Whatever happens here, I mean, even just like poverty, like it really yeah, can happen to anyone if you can. if you get in an accident and you can't work, like <laughs> yeah, you could be in poverty even if you were making a really good wage doing something, mm-hmm. and like it's just it like the. I think the more unstable our society is, the more people will need to turn to drugs, yeah. honestly. I think that's why weed's blown up so heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Outside of, like, the culture. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like people just need to get away. Yeah. Like, all the bullshit. Like, we were talking about earlier, Hannah, all jobs suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you literally go from job to job to job trying to find the least suckiest one. I'm so, trying yeah. to find the least suckiest one, but I can't. I feel like everyone smokes weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> why not? Because, right. like, the first thing you may want to do, like, when you get home, I know I've been there, where it's like, fuck, like... <laughs> um, yeah, and it just, like... I don't know, it's... it. There's just... It's like... I feel like it's also about my insecurities. Mm. Like, why I smoke is because of, like, not loving myself or like seeing myself as already like worthless so why don't I just be stoned and like Mm. worthless Mm. in like a lot of ways like at least I'm stoned or something (laughs) like Like, at least because they're just I, I feel like that's part of what is like the genetic thing of like addiction too is like yes people feel good about yourself yeah and I don't know, I feel like that definitely, I've seen that on, like, my dad's side of the family, mm-hmm. where, like, people all had severe depression, where, like, I mean, it, it came from a situation of abuse um, as well, and, like, alcoholism, but mm-hmm. it turned everyone else, like, they were looking, they used the same medicine, exactly. like, um, and I think it does kind of, like, that is like a, a way to connect it back to like the genetics I guess because mm-hmm. like I know sometimes like my parents have thought the same way like in terms of feeling worthless for no mm-hmm. obvious reason <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, I feel like you just in, when you're in that, like I think you said it too, like you're complacent or it's just that that same nine to five life. If you, you there's no purpose, yeah, to your life, like you not seeing no purpose to your life, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but you feel that. Like, yeah, but like yeah. Yeah, in your day to day. Yeah, like there's See, no purpose. See, I feel that way when I'm drunk. Really? Oh my! I get suicidal when I'm drunk. I really? can't drink. Well, it's bad. Like I, I talked to Isaac. Like I think I told you about this, right? Like I get like actually like I think yeah. my life is pointless if I'm drunk. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm doing nothing right. Yeah. I should just like die. <laughs> so melodramatic. I mean, that's what it, it's a depressing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's like picking your poison. Yeah. 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 Yeah, people just pick alcohol because it's readily available. Yeah. You can get a natty ice for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that makes it, like, the most readily available drug. Yeah. So, like, of course we see so many cases of that. Yeah, and how many people do you see die from alcohol versus yeah. something like that? Oh, right. Yeah, alcohol. I know someone who died, like, his sophomore year at Temple. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so easy to die from it because, yeah. like, and also, like, the fear of, like, the reason why he died is because he was under 21 and his friends were, like, afraid to call. Wow. Like, yeah. the ambulance. That's horrible. That's the worst. They knew the cops That's would the come, too, and it was, like, a party. They fucking killed him. That was I don't know. I, what? Something like I that happened I think they Penn thought State. he was going to be fine, though. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's horrible. But he ended up, like, like they just were like, oh, he just needs to sleep it off. Like, wow. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. What happened at Penn State? It was, this was tied into, like, the frats fraternities. Now, you know, when frats get together and they start hazing people. So it happened. The guy, like, he got really, really drunk. He fell down a whole flight of stairs. Oh, my God. They were, like, badgering him, beating him down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, let him just... And all this was on camera, too. Like, everyone... I think they're in the process still now. But most of the guys are going to be arrested. Probably not even for that long because they have white, rich parents. Yeah. And they're all... uh, The guy was actually from New Jersey. So all the guys, like, afterwards... They texted together like, "Oh, we gotta delete the camera footage. Okay. We have to like erase, make sure nothing happened. We can't make it seem like something happened here." And it's like the school condones that stuff too. Like you're letting them happening. You're letting this happen. Yeah. You're getting money from these frats to oh. keep this going. Yeah, that's true. And it's bad. I think over time too, that stuff has gotten worse. More with like peer pressure, drinking, smoking, all of that. Like. Yeah. It makes it ten times worse. It's yeah. funny actually because I had never smoked or drank or drank before college, and like yeah, <laughs> I didn't smoke till I, I I developed my you know taste for weed <laughs> at at school, and like also I was drinking a fuck ton <laughs> when I was there, and like it just was like a life. It's like a lifestyle that's like sold to you if like you don't have to work through school. Yeah. Like it's part of the experience. Like you're right, they're making money off they of those. Are. Yeah. Like, and they know we're literally just getting, you know, away. We're being more free, we're experimenting, we're curious. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect recipe. Yeah. Right. 
and it's probably intentional. I mean, if they use yeah. other institutions to get people like addicted, yeah, to things like and they make school so freaking stressful. Like, yeah, they make life stressful. Like we're talking about, yeah. If those things weren't in the way, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they like the college definitely helps you get the alcohol because it's always like, yeah, it's always yeah. like it's always like a bunch of. Places that'll sell liquor to yeah. underage people near colleges. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. There's always a supply. Right. So. Yeah. There's never not alcohol. Yeah. And then if you fail, they just get you for another year. So yeah. I mean, it definitely helps, you know, yeah. the fact that it's 50 grand a year. Yeah. True. It all, it all ties into like you just being a pawn. Like, like you guys say, a hamster on the wheel. Like you're yes. just getting, you're just in this. Yeah. To to live and spend money and shit. So. And the drugs are there to make you stay on the wheel. <laughs> like, uh, right. Yeah. It really. That's why I know sometimes we talk about like being sober for the revolution, yeah. <laughs> basically, and how like that would yeah. be ideal, but it's like something that's definitely not easy to overcome and that's intentional. Like even like mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes, like. I talked about it just being really hard to run <laughs> like when mm-hmm. I smoke and I still like I went for a run today and it wasn't like my best time or whatever and I still mm-hmm. smoke three cigarettes today like it's, <laughs> it's not stopping me anymore <laughs> and it's like fuck I'm like and I've fallen into this before like but I know like the more depressed I am like the harder it is to get out of that yeah. so it's I can't insane. imagine struggling with something even more. Mm-hmm. Like, in some ways, I think cigarettes are more addicting <laughs> than weed. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is why I try not to do it. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah. Talking about this makes me really want a fucking cigarette. But that's how I know. Like, it's just like you can talk about weed when you're not smoking, and it's not like the like you don't get the taste in your mouth. (laughs) Like, I mean, maybe some people do, but yeah, yeah. But that's how I feel right now, and it's like fucking like both my parents smoked. Like everyone on both the sides of their families smoked. Like. Gay men are actually more likely to smoke cigarettes, so it's you guys live a stressful fucking life. Yeah, I know everybody I know, black people I know, smoke Newports. So yeah, I'm assuming yes. it's because they're black. <laughs> they're going through some stressful shit. So yeah, that's just the sure. drug you're given, though. Like, yeah, and it's the most. I guess maybe that's even more readily available than alcohol because you can buy it at eighteen. Yeah, and like you can buy like a Lucy at the corner store, like. It's interesting seeing that all, like, around the world. Because, like, here, it looks like a fancy, nice pack. I'm sure that's a part of it, too, attracting you. But, like, when I live in Senegal, they have pictures of people with, like, messed up faces and diseases. And it says on there, do not smoke. Right. Yeah, Yeah. in France, um, when we would buy cigarettes, they would have, like, obnoxiously obnoxious ass pictures of just people dying from cancer right. like you know this is bad don't right. do it like we warned you yeah. yeah and I'm not really sure that's the answer because yeah. like yeah. um I know how I usually like I start smoking like a cigarette and it's like oh like my friend used to say this like great it's like killing me faster <laughs> like and that's how I start and then it just oh becomes God. like a habit like 
even when I don't feel that way, like, really? it just becomes, like, a, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, yeah, it's just a habit that you're going to have. Like, I feel like you're, yeah. and it's going to evolve. I feel like you're going to stop drinking. Like, you tried to start drinking coffee. Like, yeah, like, I tried gonna... trying to stop everything <laughs> yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to stop it's hard things. to stop. You <laughs> pick up other things and then that shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you just got to keep those. I feel like you, if you keep those, going back to what we said earlier, just keep those in moderation, the ones you have. Yeah. You'll be okay. For sure. For but, sure. Yeah. I don't know. The, the key is just always to stay in moderation. Yeah. All right. At, but what even is can. moderation? Like, I think that's your own definition of... Right, what, everybody's tolerance is different. Yeah. yeah. Especially on the drug level. So, I mean, I, I think that goes into, for me, like the... Like the maintenance use of drugs, like to get you, like how we're only given things to hook you like to get you from using one drug to another drug i think like i feel like drug addiction is worse in the u.s than like most places and i think it's because sure. it's like readily available and because that's part of our culture yeah we're like the most stressed out people <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they, for no goddamn yeah yeah, yeah it's a it, it is yeah it is by design it is for a reason to keep us all trapped <laughs> yep yeah, systematic connection just like I don't get how people don't see that now especially with like the opioid thing yeah like, the opioid crisis just being the same thing but they're not making the connection no like you can really get a surgery and be on like opioids and then be addicted to heroin <laughs> after like if if that's something that's readily available and like part of your supply like yeah on the Netflix documentary I was watching it was about this couple. They were addicted to, I guess, meth. Um, but and then and then they were homeless as well. So they were like shooting up and stuff. But the way that they got hooked on it was because they were on, I guess, whatever, opioid. And then their, uh, I guess, they couldn't get any more refills or the prescription was over, or whatever. So the heroin readily available. It's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the same high. Right. Yeah, like if you're That's ever... Crazy. Why not? Now Kensington. I'm addicted to heroin. Right. They yeah. literally have it in boxes for you. Like they, I don't know, just like they walk around and they ask you if you want it. Like it's it's such, it's like as easily accessible as like anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's totally like, they totally let that happen too. Like as they should, but like... You know they they use violence to control it in the way that they want it to be. Yeah, I kind of kind of challenge you on that and say that they I think kind of we let it happen, just like to go off what Hannah was talking about too. In regards to just a regular health system, we don't even get regular rehabilitation when we're fucked up, <laughs> or like you said, you could just break your leg and be like, they just give you opioids. Like we don't ask for rehabilitation as working people, people who are actually doing okay. So how do we expect people who are in the gutter? To actually get rehabilitation. Oh, like, yeah. Is there, like, a... Or at some point, is it that we are complicit and not, like, fighting for the things we deserve that the people who can't fight don't get what they deserve? Well, by, by the violence that I meant, I meant by, like, the state, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like... But the um, state's fucking us all. State and the corporation. Yeah. Fucking us both over. Yeah, exactly. Do you mind, like, rephrasing, I guess? Yeah, so, like, I mean... We are able, so if we wanted to do something right now, 
in regards to just go organize a bunch of people. We could. We are able-bodied people to do that. Yeah. But we still don't get health care or rehabilitation if we need it as those type of people. But right. you, we don't, but we expect, I guess, drug addicts or people in who need rehabilitation, who are like, mentally disabled to get it. And they're not because oh, they're yeah. not able to. Like you said, the state is fucking them over. Yeah, yeah. So is it like a correlation? Is it because like we don't realize that we don't get it, that they don't get it either? Mm. Is it like a downward spiral for the whole group? No. Yeah. I think, I think it could be like one of two things. It could be okay. Yeah, we actually do know about the resources. We're deliberately choosing not to, you know, utilize them or whatever the case may be. It's kind of like we're on our way to becoming those addicts. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like we're getting deeper and deeper into the sunken place in a sense. My other mm-hmm. point was we could be ignorant to all of the resources that there is out there, you know, just because of they don't want us to, you know, have those like privileges in a way, you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? So it's like, I don't know. But the, we who do know need to educate. So. Mm-hmm. And it's also just it's there's so many loopholes and barriers and like Yeah, it's always some shit like Yeah. Shit's stupid, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit's definitely stupid. Like you know what was weird? Like when I was in high school I wanted to do um like this technical school where you could go and leave school school and go to technical school and they teach you a trade, so I wanted to do mm-hmm. culinary. So I signed up to do it, and I couldn't do it because my address was in Philadelphia. Wow. And I went to school in the county. So I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, I can't do it because I live in Philly. Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. Right. What do you mean, my address? Like, what the fuck? But if I would have said I lived in Drexel Hill. Right. mm -hmm. You know, it's different for Yeah. So it's like. You know, the loopholes that you were just Yeah. Saying. Right. There's yeah, so many barriers. Right. Isn't that just like a small thing, but it's like weird? No, that's big though, because even yeah. when I was saying in the beginning, like, you know, I wouldn't have been where I am if it wasn't like for random yeah. programs yeah. that I got into. Yeah, because like, you, you're my fault. Right. You know? Yeah. I didn't have anyone to fight for me. So right. it was like, you know, just fuck it, I'm not even. Right. But know? then you see, like, even from the state, like you guys are talking about, like the state. Because they want to keep mostly black people. Yeah. The city is mostly black yeah. people. So yeah. they want to keep you. Oh, no, we're not giving these programs. Like, if you live in an affluent neighborhood already, it's like these uh, programs are readily available so yeah. that you, do, you don't end up homeless or yeah. on drugs. Yeah. yeah, it all works in, I guess, to yeah. the other. Like, even just that a teacher can say you have ADD and then you're fucking, yeah. like, prescribed, yeah, like, a right. medication. Just because someone said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they are, like, choosing based off of, like, stereotypes and stuff, too, I feel like. And, like, you know, yeah. When I was younger, I went to this, like, it was Holmesburg Baptist Christian Christian school up in North Philly. And it was, like, a majority white school. I think I might have been, like, the only black girl in my class. They tried to say I had ADD. Like yeah. at a young ass age, and my parents took me out. But like, no, there's nothing. No. Yeah, I feel like teachers do do that. Honestly, mm-hmm. like going to a school that was almost all white kids, like they definitely picked like people out 
and like kind of put them on a certain track, like who weren't white. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they were still seen as different, even though some of those kids were even like adopted and like raised by white families. Right. Like they're still put on the same track, and like it's crazy. Yeah, it even goes like uh, our friend James. He he does like a lot of rehabilitation work. And then I hear him talk about, you have to really get lucky to get into the right rehabilitation center. Or, like, I guess it does come down to money. But even then, like, making you better is really based on, like, where you're from, who your family is. It doesn't, it's not based on the person. Like, you could be a, from a rich family and have done nothing with your life, and you'll get into the better rehabilitation. Yeah. The person who's, like, had, like, three kids and exactly. just ended up on drugs because of hard times. Because like, everything is based off the finances and, like, how good your insurance is. Like, right. I'm from, uh, I would consider a pretty wealthy community. And, um, you know, people that didn't have money still didn't have access to the resources. <laughs> like, it's cause just because of all those loopholes and barriers. And I think just the psychology of being convinced that, like, you are supposed to be an addict to, like, because you see people around you doing it, like, I think that definitely comes into play, too. And they make so much money off you, like, these rehab places, especially Mm poor people, Mm because they send you right back out there and nothing changes. You have to go back. Then you're back on the street. Then you go back. It's mm-hmm. like so many times back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't break. A lot of people can't break the cycle because yeah. you need a job to put support yourself, exactly. and like you need to be able to fucking shower <laughs> to find right. a job, and like have a computer, and like mm-hmm. do a whole fucking resume. And when you don't have anywhere to be, like you can't even brush or feed yourself, like. I feel like if I was in that situation, I definitely would turn to, like, stronger drugs. Like, if that's so readily available. Because you get further removed from the situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. the desire is so great, like... So it's it's definitely a trapping cycle. It's like, fuck everything you just said, like... I can't do this for myself, I can't do that for myself, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'll never get to where I want to be, so... Yeah. And what's Why the not? point? Like, yeah. there's no point in trying. Exactly. And then you get stuck in that bubble of, like, the narrative. Oh, this person's in this situation because they didn't want to. But it's like, I think we even said before, it's like, fuck who you were before yeah. that situation that fucked your life up. Yeah. Good shit, guys. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Good work. Good shit. <laughs> Nap time.